Welcome to Bitcoin Etc, the uh, new podcast series for Irish Tech News. I'm Ruben Godfrey. I'm here with Ronan Leonard um, from Irish Tech News and also Niall May from uh, Cointelegraph UK and Jamie McCormick from McCormick Advanced Marcon. Welcome, welcome. 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 Thank you, Ruben. How are you? How are you? How's it going? <laughs> Good stuff. So thanks very much, uh, everyone, for, for coming in. Niall, you've just come down from Northern Ireland yeah. this morning. Uh, long drive. From Anna, yeah. From Anna, yeah, yeah. Um, but you're head of um, the Bitcoin Association in Northern Ireland. That's right. Amongst other amongst other hats you wear, can you tell us a bit about your, your background um, with with Bitcoin and, and sort of beyond? I know you mentioned Litecoin to me as well. Oh well, I, I come across Bitcoin oh, way before the the, the last halfing, uh-huh. and they were just in the pounds that time. Mm-hmm. So they caught my attention and I bought some. Mm-hmm. And then I watched them going up then. And I remember around, they were hovering between around 40, 44. I think they bought the next uh, batch of them. So then basically the, I just started then uh, trying to connect with the community round, which there wasn't many about Ireland at that time. Oh, what year was that then? That was like... Oh, two, early 2012. Okay. Very early, beginning of 2012, I think it was. And, and, and how did you even hear about that? I mean, cause I can, like I, just, I say, it was like the happening that kind of, that, that got people's attention, that big price spike. Whatever, um, what it, it was before, I just seen them when I seen, the internet is everything, except its own currency. So when I seen the Bitcoin, that's the first thing I thought. And at that time, you could, uh, or shortly just after that, you were able to buy your bitcoins through your blockchain wallet. Mm-hmm. Does anyone remember that? That you used to be able to buy them through your blockchain wallet yeah. at that time. Yeah, yeah. So then it was just a matter of watching them went up and up and then the half and came and then the big price thing went. And uh-huh. So I've been just, just went from there and that walking around the world. And mm-hmm. So you've, you've, you've seen the, the highs and lows. The, the, the next halfling coming up in, in July, how do you think that's going to pan out? Nobody, no, everybody's different opinions on it. You know, it's a... To me, by right, there has to be a spike raise because that's the way Bitcoin was designed so that the, the half and they get scarcer, so they should be more valuable. And to keep the miners going, the price will have to go up. But the, 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 the players can play the market, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, I'd say there'll be a lot of uh, funny developments that happen between now and the half and to try and knock things off track a bit, you know. And Jamie, can you tell us a bit about your own background? Jamie McCormick, uh, you're, you're, you're obviously McCormick Advanced Marcom, uh, not a name, you don't have blockchain or Bitcoin wrapped around that, but uh, can you tell us a bit about your own your, you know, your own background and experience with, with Bitcoin? Yeah, my background is uh, from the Irish video games industry. Worked there for, since what, 2001? Across uh, various different companies. So we had uh, GameStop, Teamware, Xbox Live Center, Jolt Gaming. Um, so they'd be familiar names from that industry so for myself I've been working with some sorts of virtual currency since about 2006 uh, we just didn't let people take it back <laughs> and we would have used that then to monetize various free to play games so uh, my longest stint in that was in a Japanese free to play games publisher um, and was there four and a half years we grew that from a million to 14 million people over the course of a couple of years uh, business happens, companies moved around and Kind of left looking at two star choices. Do I emigrate to, you know, continue my career as a games marketer, uh, which I didn't want to do. Um, 
some from Dublin here. I want to stay here, and looking at my different options, like you know, I'd been I'd come across Bitcoin beforehand uh, in passing, mm. uh, but I very quickly realised that Bitcoin companies uh, at the stage of the development of the industry are at need help with marketing and communications, and still do. Yeah, my background is bringing you know working with tech products to bring them to market. So there's a very strong parallel. And then in 2014, we set up a distinct brand Bitcoin marketing team. Uh, and I also set up a, not quite a Cointelegraph style site, but very much going to write about my experience on Bitcoins in Ireland and then set up Bitcoin marketing team and have done market research and, you know, just basically writing about my experience. I'm mean, talking about all of my meetups. So, so <laughs> you know, and it's keeping busy. Yeah, well, just like before yourselves, we're taking an interest in this, just putting things on the record online, yeah. um, just writing about my experience and kind of the, the issues that I came into. But this is, I think we mentioned this earlier on, off air, but about how, uh, how difficult communication had been to kind of get consensus or to get a forum, even having meetup groups were yeah. kind of a, always a bit, not shady, there's nothing shady about them, but it's just that, that sort of hangover. There's no, there's no, there's no uh, collaboration or, or uh, communication between the different uh, uh, Bitcoin groups. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's a, a big problem, I, I think. And you have, I, I run a non-profit in the north, so when I started off, it was John Matanis, he was the uh, executive director of the Bitcoin Foundation, in Washington DC, mm. and it was a gay, uh, uh, sorry for forgetting your name here, Woods was a surname, no but it was through John Montanis that I got the uh, green light to go ahead and uh, set up the Bitcoin Association Northern Ireland uh -huh. as a non-profit, with the intention at that time was to be a, an international chapter of the Bitcoin Foundation. This is Then they changed direction yeah. to core development. Yes. So I just went ahead with the launch, you know. So this is kind of, uh, like, there was a lot of buzz, and it kind of goes in buzz cycles, or there has been buzz cycles around Bitcoin. Now, that, like we mentioned before, Bitcoin is kind of a word that's dropping out, and, and it's being replaced with blockchain, and <laughs> now it's being replaced with smart contracts and distributed ledger. So it's kind of like this gentrification of, of Bitcoin, or like that it's something that shouldn't be talked about. Um, What's the, the the role of the association been, or has it been a case that there hasn't been? You need a groundswell to kind of associate. <laughs> well, we, we we had the meet up at the start, and then we had a, a corporation that's I've heard it only twenty twenty. Now I'm not sure it's supposed to be closed. I don't know, but they set up their own a, a meet up group. So Northern Ireland was too small mm -hmm. for two meet up groups going on. You know, so what I done then was I concentrated and focused on uh, college students. Mm -hmm. Went a different direction. Uh, yeah. Spent over a year there trying to connect and get through the whole red tape and bureaucracy of Queen's University. So that's the next stage I'm at in the okay. north with the students. And then hopefully I'm going to venture down here into the south with the students. And the idea is I have a connection with these, the, the college network in America. Mm -hmm. And what they do is the whole the hackathons, regular hackathons. So, yes. so you'd have, uh, they do have at the minute, they'd have, say, like uh, uh, MIT and Stanford and that, and they would have a, uh, uh, they'd be again America against Canada. Like intervarsities nearly. Uh, so it's different yeah. countries, so, so they're waiting now for me to get this sorted so that they can have a hackathon against Irish, you know. So wow. Let's see if I can get DIT involved. Well, that's <laughs> sure, it's, yeah. a more, it's a work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you know anyone involved in the universities, Jamie? You could, you well, could, I, I you teach could wrangle him. I teach the Games Entrepreneurship module in School of Media and DIT okay. for the games, video yeah, games yeah. design courses. I just, I, I just read, they have a thing there, one of the hackathons they're having there at the minute, and uh, $25,000 in Bitcoins, the price. Nice. Could be worth twenty. Could be worth thirty. <laughs> 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 
that's cool. So Jamie, uh, just to come back to you, you said you started off in the games industry. Obviously, there's and you know you mentioned briefly about you don't give it back or you didn't give it back. I mean, mm-hmm. can you explain just kind of join the dots for people who who are experienced with in-game currencies or using virtual currencies online and just bridge that gap to to Bitcoin? Uh, okay, well, it's one way. So from the point of view of, like, if you're publishing games, you have a big, giant moving database with a fancy front end. So all Bitcoin products are trying to be yeah. in a few years' time. And you're attracting people into them. They're starting to sign up. They're starting to use them. And then you're hoping that a proportion of them make money later on. And then you make money whether, you know, in Bitcoin, the margins are incredibly low, like unsustainably low. Mm. Um, for a lot of these companies, they're trying to get market share, but as soon as any of them have to start spending money, then, you know, the money runs out. Mm. Um, so in games, it's a very similar thing. You're attracting in a slightly older audience, uh, less technically literate on the one hand and more technically literate on the other hand. Uh, very much older than me, so kind of my, I'm 33, so my older brother and kind of plus 20 years. So it's uh, very heavily male-focused as well. And... Um, just around that it's just kind of building out and you the the survey that you talked about conducting is mm-hmm. this something that I mean what, what stage is that at now is it, so I think it's, it's been going since mid-April so last year we ran Bitcoin Survey 2015 and we got about 270 responses in so what's the name of this survey just want to make sure it's hashtag Bitcoin Survey 2016 so if you okay. google that it'll come up um, we did it last year in just in English and we got various different people from the community just really chip in different language translations it's currently in 13 languages so hopefully it'll be the first international survey it's the same survey done in Arabic Chinese Russian Spanish Albanian we got thrown in the other day Italian Polish so there's all these different things we're going to ask all these different languages the same questions Mm -hmm. Um, my games research in the past I always did it in an open way so to get people involved and obviously you're sharing it as a community been involved with game developers for a long time and we published everything through there so this case here we're publishing the results as we go um, because you know it shouldn't be behind a paywall on you know one of the big US sites yeah. and also like the, it's very much a European point of view you know there's no European research done yeah um, and this lets me do every continent in the world and so this will be useful information obviously for anyone looking to market to Bitcoin users for, for companies that are, are trying to sell Bitcoin services to understand it it's it's a bit of both like, if people are participating insight. in a survey they like to know how they compare against everyone else mm-hmm. and uh, you know there's a huge amount of hobbyists in the industry who you know got into it you know they may be studying it or learning about it or you know they might set up and take a risk making a company in it or mm-hmm. do it with somewhere part of their business there as well um, but most of the research is in like, it's weird all the research from America all the actual movement is in China yeah. and then the rest of the world is kind of left out that is true yeah. <laughs> you know, so you know we've we've gone out we've reached out with the community we've got a really good response on Reddit on Bitcoin Talk on LinkedIn and all these mm-hmm. different places there as well with people participating and uh, you know it'll be interesting reading for everyone it'll right. be on the record then as well you know Bitcoin's fairly open and decentralized, so you know there's no point hiding this. Yeah. See, we're not going to put the full results there, but we can put all the important stuff. Yeah, well, we can definitely work with you and publish those results. Mm-hmm. So once that's complete, you can look on Irish Tech News for that. Yeah, maybe do first look on the podcast. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep it exclusive. For episode six. Well, one thing, one thing. You know, I was over in England last Wednesday in Birmingham, and then I was over and I'm working with a, a gay Adam, and we're bringing. If you heard a coin fest. 
Yeah. Well, Coinfest is kind of like a fun. Uh, they've had it. The, I think it started off in a couple of years. I think it started off in Canada, mm-hmm. and it's spread out now. So they had the first one in the UK there last year in Manchester. Mm-hmm. So I'm helping the guy we're organising one for 2017 for Belfast. Coinfest. So, yeah. Coinfest, yeah. So it's mm-hmm. going to be Coinfest 2017. And basically, the, I think the, the idea of it is now we've only begun uh, discussing it, me and Adam, but uh, I believe the idea of this is it's basically, you know, all these big conferences are expensive. This is mm-hmm. a, a free, fun, two day grassroots event for mm-hmm. Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, people to get to know about Bitcoin. And 995 euro ticket and not even accepting Bitcoin. I heard 3,000. There's huge ironies around that sort of stuff, isn't it? Crazy yeah. money for them conferences. Yeah, well, there's a, an event that I'll, I'm actually hosting a stage at um, on Wednesday this week called Tech Connect Live in the RDS. Um, there's a lot of stages out of this. I think there's 20 arenas or 20 stages I'll be bringing one of my miners yeah, for well, my talk cool. you're, you're Jamie, Jamie Jamie is speaking on two stages you're speaking on the fintech stage where I'll be hosting and you're going to be on which other stage so the Bitcoin talk is on uh, why Bitcoin is a perfect test bed for marketing tech mm-hmm. and uh, a really <laughs> scary case study for how people kind of exploit the system mm-hmm. and then my talk on the, on the marketing stage is in relation to shenanigans okay so which is uh, basically in launching the games that we did there was a particular game called Dragonica and we ran a 20 grand campaign that showed 100,000 euro worth of waste from a quarter of a million euro budget every month yeah. um, and let's just say a Pandora's box was opened and uh, some very interesting conversations happened internally and externally there so, so some valuable stuff by the sounds of it yeah um, so not Bitcoin related but that one is video games related so cool. well yeah I mean like I say with the, 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 the fintech stage I've been having a look at that there's a very wide ranging um, uh, sort of agenda of, uh, of different discussion topics um, yeah. a, a lot of them are again I think it's hard to have uh, a Bitcoin or a fintech focused event without somebody who's new kind of just showing that they're, they're throwing their hat in the, in, in the ring with everybody else you know yeah. so there's like a few of the big guys going sort of demonstrating we know Bitcoin that's, we know that's, that's what's happening now but yeah. you see four years ago these guys were all laughing at us yeah, and, yeah. first and, they laugh at you uh, yeah, they, uh, yeah but they were, they were actually in the, the you know when it was basically dismissed yes. and now all of a sudden you've all these guys speaking as experts yeah. you know like well, he, he, he confuses me now, Jamie, definitely. It's like but, but Mandarin is, Chinese when he starts sure, going with that technical stuff. <laughs> this, this gets back to that earlier point that I mean, and what the, kind of the core focus for, for this uh, series is to get people together and kind of like, you know, there's nothing, I, I don't consider myself, I, I always say that I know more than most, but less than a lot, less than, less than many, you know. Uh, One thing I found, and I found that at Money 2020 in Copenhagen, and that was an amazing event now yeah. and one thing I noticed talking to all the different uh, payment uh, networks and you know, uh, ones they're all sitting on the on the sidelines waiting for the banks yes, to make yeah. a move to legitimise um, but what I noticed yeah, yeah. what none of them understood as well is the same as you were saying about let's move from bitcoin to blockchain uh, you see the banks can't control the bitcoin yeah 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 they can try and control the blockchain or or, or their version of the blockchain <laughs> exactly. but the, so so that's why they're they won't mention bitcoin but yeah yeah the the bitcoin blockchain is the most secure block there's no blockchain that can touch the security of the bitcoin yeah, the, blockchain the, the, this is the, the yeah. but in order for money or or any uh, form of value to be transferred across the blockchain mm-hmm. you need a bit of bitcoin mm-hmm. so they're downplaying the value of the exactly. bitcoin because if but that's the unit to actually make the whole thing work. It's like, yeah. it's like with Circle here. 
and moving the pounds and the dollars mm -hmm. and it's Bitcoin that's moving across underneath the system so exactly. when you have the whole banking system and the the stock markets and all all relying on the, the Bitcoin blockchain mm. and they all need to move something across it they're all going to have to use a bit of Bitcoin this is it to, but and securely move it yeah but on that like uh, I was lucky to move house and have my apartment there and there's a older lady who'd moved from Argentina to Ireland and we were having a chat when we were meeting up and she brought up Bitcoin, you know, because she saw the miners in, in, the, in the place when we had it. So, uh, and she was just like, yeah, well, capital controls at the time. It's just that, you know, they'd moved from Argentina to Europe and all their money was trapped away, wow. you know. So this is, I mean, this is like, uh, I think... Like countries like Venezuela, you know, you think of various different countries around where, you know, people need dollars to get all the different things that they need. And the black market rate for them is so extortionate. You know, if they can do that in Bitcoin and it enables... You know, people to move into non-inflationary as well. Obviously, yeah. that there's, you're not going to get. And now, if the lakes away wrecks the, the debit charge, I think they're a brilliant transition mm -hmm. stage because you can have your Bitcoin and you can spend it and take it out an ATM yeah. anywhere. I mean, yeah, that was yeah. the whole problem. People used to laugh and say, mm -hmm. "Where can you spend it? I yeah, can go yeah. across the road to the filling station and spend it. I can take money out of the ATM. I used the, the ATM. I booked my flights to Copenhagen with me." Mastercard, uh, Bitcoin. Uh, uh, we spent money at the ATMs in Copenhagen. Crohn was able to take them out. So your whole trip, you could instead that, of having like yeah. the sterling to Denmarkish. Nothing. Are they using euro I, or they using crowns? I used I have a, a British pound one and a euro one, and I just used the British pound one, and it just. So like when you're down here, at least in Dublin, from oh, from I, have, I, have no, I have no money. I can just go into my phone app of Wirex and just cut, switch fifty pound into. Bitcoin and that's it straight away and no, on your yard. Just like kind of to ask a big dumb stupid question. I mean, where where how would you recommend for people who have no experience in Bitcoin at all, who have heard about it, and know it's a hot thing and they should have it, and, but they just kind of scared of asking the stupid question. Where is the best place to buy? It? Where, go, go and sign up to the uh, website called Satosh S A T O dot S H. Okay. And it's basically blatant like, plug. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I mean, the, the, the thing is, everyone's going to be plugging something, right? But it, it, like, like, basically, with Satash, what it is, it's basically like a a, a Facebook, Instagram, yeah. a, a WhatsApp, basically all connected into one. And the only difference is when you share something, that when somebody likes it, uh, you get five hundred bits of a Bitcoin. Okay. So for somebody that wants to delve into Bitcoin and doesn't want to buy any, mm. they can accumulate so much. Bits. True. Best to get them started. Yeah, so yeah. so once, you, once you register on that site, you get set up with a wallet and everything. It's automatic, and once, you're, and once you just want to uh, withdraw, you just withdraw straight okay. away. Mm -hmm. no, so, so you transfer it to a different wallet? or what, what? Yeah, you've transferred to your own wallet then. Yeah, You'd yeah. have a wallet inside it, and then once you want to withdraw at whatever stage, sure. you can just But withdraw. say, for example, you had £100 or €100, Euro, you want to go today, I say, right, well, look, I'm going to get off the fence now and this, I'm going to sort of dip my toe in. That'll be coming to Ireland in the next few months. Everybody in Ireland, I'm under a non-disclosure agreement, so okay. I can't say, but there's something coming to Ireland in the next few months where basically people will be able to go in and buy Bitcoin like you can tap up your phone. Yeah. And what about then, say, Bitcoin ATMs? What's the status with them? There was a lot of buzz. There was two in Dublin, now yeah. there's one. And, but there was a lot of buzz and it kind of seems to make sense. And I've seen videos online of it working. I've never used one myself, but I mean, it seems to me that it makes sense if the tech is in there or the, the correct well, connection is there. The problem was, when they brought out the first Bitcoin ATM, it was two-way. Mm -hmm. So you could put money into it and get Bitcoin out. And people didn't seem to have a problem with that in principle. The problem is the other way around. So it's when you're putting Bitcoin in and getting money out. Right. That's why 
there was all the Ferrer I was Le Mans at or the something. time that was there as well. Nice, nice so nice scam around that one. So the, the ATMs at the moment are one way, as in that you can either go up to a phone terminal the same way you get phone credit. Yeah. And uh, at the moment in Dublin, you've got like two, one place that you can actually do it. You can, there's, I've seen it around a couple of places yeah, there, yeah. but basically, you know, there's very few places around. I think there's one up in the north where so you just cl- the Coin Cape, Bowden, Bowden Park uh, Cafe Company is yeah. the only place in the north where so you can really, yeah. buy Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah. So we're just, it is for, be, for, for now, yeah. 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 okay, right. So yeah. there's something coming. Watch this space, basically. Listen, so listen to this. But space. with them as well, like it's also the fees. So you can go on to local Bitcoin, which is pretty grey area, you know, and you could meet somebody, organise it through the internet, yeah, give yeah. them cash, but again god knows what's going to happen you've got brokers brokers are going to add quite a big margin either side yeah yeah you know you think foreign exchange rates in a bank are bad you know add like 30 yeah, percent you know really, they yeah. have a very tight range and um, so obviously going through them may be more convenient for some people in my case i just have a, a favorite exchange that has a very slow fee and then well, what's your favorite exchange i think that's a legitimate question uh one of my clients coinmate Coinmate. Coinmate.io. Um, so, uh, but they work really well. You know, like we've got situations. You know, recently for doing the PR for Bitcoin survey, doing the PR and paying for some of the PR, we needed to get Bitcoin so we could buy Bitcoin. Sure, sure. Uh, it was really funny. We sent two transactions over the bank network uh, on the same day, and one got there on the. So they, they sent on a Thursday. One got there on a Friday. One got there on a Monday. So, um, and then we could use that you know in paying for advertising and doing that there as well yeah, yeah. and the fees on that were like 0.2% as well okay cool. so that is true yeah you know so, so it, it depends how urgently you need them if you want to travel and go to an ATM you can get them there and then you can get them through a broker if you want a bit more time or if you're going to be doing it more regularly you know you pick an exchange or even some of the wallets nowadays and do have them but had a bad experience with Coinbase so don't touch that one okay. doesn't work in Ireland well I'm not going to say nothing bad about Coinbase because I know David Farmer and he's I think, <laughs> I, I, I think they have good uh, intentions and I think they'll come yeah. right you know mm-hmm. and yeah. you said that now the uh, it's Wirex is it the uh, the debit cards you have how does that work well, yeah. well I'll show you them here now just hold on I have it with me sure. now, Tim Frost I want commission for this when we get back <laughs> when you hear this <laughs> Tim Frost I want you to listen to this <laughs> happy with that uh, hold on I'll just show you now Wirex is card here so it's like the three V, so but with Bitcoin. It's a straightforward, and it's chip and pin, so you can take cash out. So yeah, you have a four-digit pin, and you just then you have an app on your phone. So you just get it through Mastercard, or you apply through the bank, or did you? You just you go into Wayrax and you just apply for it, and okay. they send it out to you. Cool. And then you have an app on your phone, Wayrax. Uh huh. So that kind of shows you your details. Yeah. Well, you see, just right. Types in very secure password, (laughs) alphanumeric, lots of symbols. Six four two one three. I love my dog. (laughs) (laughs) What has happened there now? Great. That's what he's watching me. Not all technology is as slick as the blockchain. So it is a simple. It's a straightforward Mastercard chip and pin. You, so, so, so say there now, I have not point two seven in there. You can see all the different transactions that I've made. There, when I was down uh-huh. in Galway, down in Saltillock, I was able to take the money out. So if you go around the corner here, actually, Saltillock, twenty third of April, mm-hmm. two hundred euro out of the ATM. Wow. So, so basically, if I want to go now and put that onto my yard, so I'd go to. Like say you wanted to take twenty quid in the ATM around the corner. I just go to my euro yard, I'd type in that I want twenty euro 
it converts it to Bitcoin. Uh -huh. I click send, and within seconds, it's on my it's card. It won't take out okay. yet. Okay, right. So there's a manual process ahead of you. Don't just bang. It. So, but it's just, it's a transition stage. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's not. It's but not then within a minute, you could just walk around and take twenty quid out. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or say say instead you, of using your starting card and getting out the fees. Yes, no, there, there is a one twenty five uh, for for spending it uh, online or in stores anywhere except Mastercard. It's free. But if you take out an ATM, there's it's a one like a cash advance. There's one twenty five or something's the the fee. That's fair enough. Probably not as probably the same as, as there would be between your, banks anyway. Especially these days to keep going up. You, yes. you you load Bitcoin on the exchange and by the time you take them off and cash out and all mm. and you add them up so you have more fees, I think, than what than that. <laughs> so it's, uh, it seems like a, a kind of good it's not that clunky, it's, it's fairly smooth. We're, yeah. we're it's coming I think we're we're, we're coming to a stage now. Uh, Alistair Milne as he says it's like a the pressure it's like a pressure plate, he says, and yeah. it's the concrete, and it's just Something ready. To to, it's going to break through yeah. eventually. Here now, yeah. we're coming to the stage where it's ready to break through. But mm. you've all these businesses, and you talk any Bitcoin business, and none of them says that they're in profit at the minute. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think I see the big problem and there. Break even. <laughs> but but the, the problem is, you see, that it's the lack of access yes. to the Bitcoin. People don't want to go and uh, upload their, their passport and their and their uh, utility bills to uh, an exchange in Slovenia. Or, well, this you know, is, well, well, that's where you have to pick the one yeah. and do the one that you yeah. like. like. As a Vitaly Buterin was saying recently, that uh, a Vitalik um, saying about how quiet the big web houses have been, the Googles and Amazons and you know the Facebooks and, and about... Well, Microsoft's running like, Microsoft, as yeah. a service sure, sure. Yeah, you know they're doing blockchain instances yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and I, I used to have I used to use Armory Bitcoin mm. Armory and it's just too unwieldy now like it takes a database crash isn't it would take like six days to spin up an 80 gig database and then mm. you have 160 gigs of your hard drive being yeah, used yeah. up you know so like there's certainly applications for them to use it yeah no this is what I was I guess getting to the point was like that, that for me when I was trying to explain Bitcoin in the early days I was saying well imagine if you get paid in Google dollars or Amazon dollars and once that moment takes place that suddenly you, you, you know you have Amazon dollars that you don't know it's on the back end but it's Bitcoin on the back end you're getting it's paid like a generic virtual yeah, currency and, and, then you're, and you'll get discounts if you go onto Amazon you'll get some sort of benefit from shopping Porsche, with them Porsche.ie or .io does that doesn't yeah. it yeah. so it's, I mean for me it's like you know, although Amazon you, seems to be clamping down a bit on people that they're catching I've seen there as well because uh, they're they're taking Bitcoin at a, and then they're buying something at 99 quid and giving it to people for 75 quid worth of Bitcoin yeah one site now just come to mind so, if somebody felt that in a, a, a safe site to buy a, really easy is bit delicious. What made mm -hmm. me think of it there and you were on about because Barclays has actually blocked them and their pingit mm -hmm. accounts. You know, people are using pingit, so they've kind of blocked all the pingit from a bit delicious and what they call there's another bit bargain or something. Mm -hmm. All the Barclays has clamped down there last week on the, all the pingit users. Okay. So, yeah. I don't know. There's no yeah. explanation. Of it. I've been just following it on Twitter. Yeah. No, so I don't know what the full details of it is. Yeah. There was another. Oh, what's Niall, I know you've also got a bit of experience with Litecoin. Aye, because when I was well, born, Litecoin was before Litecoin came out. Okay. Well, can you just explain like a little bit about Litecoin and and so because I I know again we're kind of trying to talk to every level of person here, right? So again, people coming in who have only heard about blockchain, people who you know this might be the first time they've heard about Bitcoin at all in depth. Um. Litecoin and other old currencies is that fair enough to say that, like that? I, I agree that the, the show my name has a part I've seen it from the start I see, the way I seen Bitcoin was uh, first of all it was a, a currency of the internet but then as time went on I started to realise 
it's it's a gold standard. It's you know it's gold, I, yeah, yeah, I, I at the transition stage it's going to be used as a currency. Yeah. But uh, in the long term, I see anyway Bitcoin as a gold standard. Yeah. And then you're going to have a. This might be a bit controversial, but I've said it for a few years and I'll stick with it because I think it's coming. Litecoin is going to be like a side chain. Yeah, like branded and, currencies, basically. Yeah, so yeah. basically, yeah, Bitcoin is going to be for people for uh, the likes of yachts and really expensive things. It's mm. going to be, you know, but. Uh, You've got a place with Bitcoin. And then, but I believe Litecoin is going to be like, uh, <coughs> Litecoin or most likely now when I see Coinbase's adding them uh, on the exchange, it seems to be more like it's coming into play that you know, direction. Yeah. And they're going to, and the talk of these side chains and, you know, yeah, where yeah. it was two years ago, it was no, they're not going to happen, but, you know. Well, it seems that there's going to be. As many side chains as there are, like you know, people to kind of get involved in Bitcoin. It was all them banks, all them blockchains that the banks have worked on, them private blockchains. They don't have the security. The, 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 the private blockchains, they, they don't make sense to me. I mean, if it's not on the blockchain, that's they right. Have, they have the thing is, know. they can be completely independent, but for those entire blockchains to work, they have to put something. At whatever frequency yeah. on the blockchain to move everything uh, around, which, and they also need to have Bitcoin to do that. Right? And you have so to have the miners going all exactly. the time. Exactly. So they're, they're, this is where the, the uh, this kind of like the, the the waters are being stirred up by all this activity, and it, it's hard to for somebody coming in now, even for me, getting bombarded from all sides with all these different stories and trying to keep up with it. Just to have it is keep, crazy on every day. Yeah, it's just to, I know what you're but saying just to, there. just to keep the clear view, and it is, and what you're saying there resonates with me. It's exactly what I've, I've always thought of it will be. Uh, you know, it's always got. To, there's always going to be Bitcoin. There's always going to be blockchain. There has to be both in order for it to it's exist. It's been invented. You can't have one about the other. Yeah. It won't. Yeah. Like, the, the only thing that can stop the blockchain is like worldwide EMPs knocking yeah. out every single well, sure, piece of technology, which is not going to happen because in Bitcoin someone will have. One copy yeah, of the blockchain, copy back back yeah, with, with the, yeah, with the with the on a battery, you know, or they'll have a, their laptop running when everything else is gone. Down. Wind up blockchain. <laughs> that's what I, that's that, that's what's happened. You see, the banks have seen now seven or so many whatever amount of years it is, and the blockchain has lasted. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so now they've taken notice, but mm. the banks don't get involved in anything unless they yes. control it, and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's going to be a they're, they're going to have a tough job controlling Bitcoin because it's that decentralized with the mining and yeah. But I think they're intrinsically linked. Because the whole point of any sort of economic value is you have a thing, Bitcoin, in whatever frequency, somebody else has something on the other side and you're willing to exchange. Yeah. That's either money or goods or services. Yeah. It's funny, I was I read this. And all those goods and services are not going to be priced in Bitcoin, they're going to be priced in pounds, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $20, $
about regulations, you know, with the UK government and all. Okay. That. So it's like everyone else in the industry, it seems to be split, you know, who done yeah. what. And well, once we get a government back here, then we might be able to uh, get some regulations or some, some consensus. That right now, it's it's kind of here to stay. Well, there's a guy, a guy said to so me... So the games industry one and do the Bitcoin at the same time because of the same problems. You know, like, like, but the do, you know what, sir, do you know what, like, maybe stepping away from this for a sec, like, in the north, yeah, it's really good that you have, like, Creative Northern Ireland. Creative Northern Ireland was set up and it kind of covers all the arts and all the tech. Like here in, in well, the here industry. The, 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 well, yeah, I mean, it, I, I think the, the whole thing about Bitcoin is, as well, kind of the fundamentals of it is you don't need to ask permission to play with it. You know no. what I mean? You don't need to be invited to, to, to take part. Mm-hmm. And if you're sitting around waiting for people to regulate you, <laughs> you know, I'd say make hay while the sun shines. You know, what I mean? it, me. it regulates itself. You yeah, know. exactly. It's a, it's a pure free market yeah. tool. You know that that um, yeah. You, you, there's no centralized price agreement. There's no centralized production. You know, so so there's all these things that are very much uh, again would would sort of appeal to my libertarian uh, side of me. And um, you know, so I, I'm all about that. Um, but look, guys, it's been. Too enthusiastic, too too much fun. We've run over our half hour. Uh, we could probably go again. Maybe we, we will do another catch no up. No problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but Niall, thanks very much for coming down. Thank I you for having me. Appreciate you coming and making the effort, Jamie. As always, it's been a joy. I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll, we'll we'll pick it up again. Thanks, Ronan, as well. Right, for thanks.